Chelsea. This woman is a disgrace. Hello there and welcome to Chelsea Disgrace Podcast where I talk about, well, mostly poo and sex, but other stuff too, guys. I mean, I have intellectual things to say sometimes. However, this time is not one of them, though, because today I'll be talking about, well, sex again. So there are two types of women in the world when it comes to sex. The ones who do whatever they want and the ones who wish they weren't afraid to do whatever they want. So each type of woman at some point in her life wants the same thing. Lots of meaningless sex. They want to explore, get tossed around, maybe roughed up a bit before they settle down for life with one man and one dick. Some women, unfortunately, don't realize this until they've already found their soulmate, and if she's lucky, they'll take a break, and she can go outside and get that vitamin D, if you know what I mean. Then they get back together, and they get married, and have babies and shit. So, of course, you have the prudes who are out there, and are like, Chelsea, that's a really slutty thing to say, but a wise womanish type thing once said, the only difference between a slut and a lady is the amount of information she's willing to give ab- about her sex life. And that wise womanish type thing was me. So if you want to go out pogo stick shopping, by all means, girl, go out and get it. But if you can't own it Samantha Jones style, then don't go around talking about it and you're fine. Me, I'm an open book. The only thing I'm really ashamed of is the one time I wore a velour suit to school in grade 11, and that's not something I'm willing to ever talk about again. I went through a small sexual deviant phase back in my day, and seeing as I'm nowhere near in a serious relationship, I'm sure it won't be the last time that's happened. As long as I stop eating Nutella donuts and start going out in public in non-sweatpant material outfits and, you know, start talking to boys. And you know what? This phase doesn't even need to be all about sex. It can be about, you know, going on dates or even using boys for free rides and cool cars. It's really anything you want it to be. I like to call this phase the why not phase. Definition. The phase in a woman's life when she engages with several men, whether it be for sexual purposes, acquiring free dinners, or other random forms of companionship, commonly mistaken for a quarter life and or midlife crisis. Used in a sentence, it is clear that I am in my why not phase, seeing as I have a lunch date with Jason today, and then cocktails with Tom at 6. Randy is supposed to sleep over tonight, so I need to be home by 10. I hope that guy I brought home from the bar last night doesn't remember where I live. Now, upon entering the why not phase, it's important to ask yourself why you are entering it. So the why not phase can be difficult to initially begin. Some women uh, may feel they are ready, but once she wakes up next to a strange man in her bed, she finds herself sobbing in her bathtub, drinking a box of wine, trying to scrub the smell of shame off her punani with the loofah that came in the Bath and Body Works pre-made gift set that her ex-boyfriend bought her because he's too damn uncreative to get her a gift with thought and meaning to it. So if this happens, maybe you're not really ready, but you know, if you feel empowered, by the fact that you can handle yourself, be upfront about what you want, and are confident enough to go out and get it, then game on, baby. Just be ready to potentially let some bad in with the good when you put yourself out there and open up. Judgmental people are everywhere. It's like 
hanging a duck in a Chinese food restaurant window. It's whatever for some people. It looks like a delicious meal to others, and some people are just really grossed out by it. So why do women decide to enter the why not phase and put themselves out there, you know, hanging duck style? Well, there's lots of different reasons, like heartbreak, wanting experience, boredom, hungry, you name it. Just don't be a dick and, you know, just be upfront with guys about what you're looking for because someone might just go falling in love with you there. (laughs) Just kidding. You're a slut. Just kidding again. So like I mentioned before, um, I went through a phase a few years back. It was nothing too over the top. Like my vagina didn't look like a bag of ground beef when I was done or anything. I just had a few dudes on the go at the same time. Not all for sex, mostly for dinners. You know, got kind of fat, slightly ashamed of myself, not enough to care. Um, So okay. I used to think it was, or I was the type of girl who, you know, was a one-man kind of gal, didn't like to play games, just wanted to fall in love and do in-love type things with that person, like watching American Idol together and rooting for the opposite finalists so we could have flirty squabbles during the commercials and rollerblading by the river with ice cream and riding tandem bikes to yard sales in search of the perfect nightstand. Then I discovered... Two of my ex-boyfriends, one of which I was still in love with at the time, were uh, fucking each other behind my back. So I turned into a stone-hearted, overly cautious, don't-fall-in-love sort of person. And to be honest, I sort of like being that way. I mean, when two of your ex-lovers bond over their mutual hatred for being inside of your vagina to the point where they'd rather be inside each other's pooey buttholes, it kind of fucks you up for life. I mean, the scar from that one is deep, guys, and obvious. But not cool obvious, like Tina Fey's scar or Harry Potter's scar. Obvious, like... That girl is a little bit fucked up. As drunk as I was at the time, I clearly remember the night I found out about them. Um, I went to the club with a friend because Drake was supposed to show up there after his concert. I'd just like to clarify that I am not a fan of Drake's music. Personally, I'd rather listen to my parents have the dirtiest sex of all time than put on his album. But I went because my friend was a fan and I'd obviously have sex with him if he asked, which, yeah, I'm sure is really going to happen. Like, out of all the girls girls who showed up ready to suck his dick he's gonna pick the one eating the martini olives when the bartender isn't looking because it's the only form of food in the damn place also i feel like drake maybe wasn't as popular at this time as he is now seeing as i easily got into the club looking the way i do when i go out which is you know train wreck meets lesbian chic Anyway, in order for me to properly tell this story more easily, I'm going to give my gay ex-boyfriends fake names. I shall call them Pascal and Felipe, because to me, those sound like strong gay guy names. So I'm at the club, in the bathroom with my friend, checking myself in the mirror, making sure I look good, which I never do because drinking alcohol makes me sweat and sweating makes me look ugly and also makes me slide off things like chairs and like dancing poles, which happened to me once at the club and my leg got stuck in between two tables I was dancing on and it hurt pretty bad. Both my leg and my reputation, which, you know, wasn't even a good one to start with. So anyway, I'm in the bathroom with my friend and I'm all like, so I know we broke up, but Felipe has been texting me all night. Do you think I should sleep with him? My friend tried to talk me out of it, but that's like taking me to Costco and telling me not to eat the free samples. If you do that, I'm going to laugh in your face. Then walk backwards towards the sample stand, continuing to laugh in your direction 
then take two samples, one for me and one for my boyfriend from the nice lady in the hairnet while I listen to her spiel about the product I'm trying, which I then pretend to be interested in buying so I don't look like a fat, greedy bitch. So I pick up a box, but then I throw it on a random shelf two aisles over. So yeah, my point was, I was gonna bang Felipe, then my friend puts on a serious drunk face, which is like a face that looks like she's trying to be serious, but also on the verge of laughing, and she says, okay, okay, Charles, Charles, you can't say anything, okay, okay, but I just feel like you should know this, about a week, about a week ago, I walked in on Pascal and Felipe sucking each other's dicks. You know when you haven't eaten in a long time and you feel dizzy or if you're about to vomit or if you're a pussy and you catch a glimpse of blood and the room instantly goes out of focus, your tongue feels like you have a mouthful of pop rocks, everything sounds muffled and you start just dripping sweat? Yeah, well, I was already feeling that from the alcohol and the loud music, but when she told me this, my heart felt like what I imagined it would feel like if a triple bypass patient ate Kentucky Fried Chicken for the first time after surgery. It was not a good feeling. When the words came out of her mouth, two things happened. Real life and the alternate universe made up in my head where I started breathing really heavy. Veins popping out of my body like a skinny grandma's hand until they tear my dress off Hulk style. And then I jump onto the bar, I beat my chest, and I yell out, Chelsea smash! And with a swipe of my muscly arm, I knock all the stupid fancy martini glasses to the ground. Then I start throwing bottles of alcohol at people because I really need to hurt somebody right now. So I'm throwing these bottles around like Tom Cruise and Cocktail when Drake steps in and all like, you're a good girl and you know it. Trying to be like the voice of reason and shit. And I'm like, fuck you, Drake. And then I slit his throat with a broken bottle and I run out the club. I then terrorize the city on my way to find Felipe and Pascal in order to sew their buttholes shut. Except they don't have time because the black mafia is after me for killing drake so now i have to go into hiding and live the rest of my life in a forest surviving off eating like foresty animals without even getting to say goodbye to my parents <sighs> like i said this is what initially went through my head upon discovering my vagina is the wardrobe to gay narnia what i did in real life once I tried not to pretend like I cared, and then, you know, I was actually on the verge of tears, so I fled the club in a panic, and on my way out, the bouncer was like, where you going, girl? Drake just arrived. If you leave now, I can't let you back in. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Drake. I need a shawarma. And I eventually found myself on my front porch with a cold shawarma, sore feet, and a broken heart. I didn't want to go into my house because I knew my mom would ask how my night went and I knew I'd have no other choice but to punch her in the face. So I went to the park where I sat on a swing, cried hysterically, ate my shawarma, talked to a tree, ended up peeing on that same tree, then I took a nap on a bench. I'm actually really quite surprised and slightly disappointed I wasn't raped and or brutally murdered. So as you can imagine, you know, the next couple of weeks were pretty rough seeing as every goddamn thing reminded me of the fact that the man I wasn't over was getting under the other man that I had to get over a few weeks ago. Kind of sounds like I'm reading a recipe for making dough, but yeah. Every time I looked at a rainbow, all I saw was like leprechaun versions of Pascal and Felipe shooting multicolored jizz into each other's mouths. 
I walked past a bucket of cucumbers at the market once and I had to excuse myself. Every time I steeped my morning tea, I just pictured Felipe gingerly dunking his balls into Pascal's mouth. It was terrible. Eventually, I figured I could be miserable and I could just set myself down a path of dying alone or I could pick myself up, I could get out there, and I could take this opportunity to just say yes to everything, anything that comes my way. And this is how I entered the why not phase. So any guy who asked me on a date, I said yes without hesitation. I really had nothing to lose, right? Except 10 pounds from eating my feelings. Anyway, I figured either it would lead somewhere great or I'd have another really funny story to tell. So seeing as I'm almost 27, single and living with my parents, my dog, and two rats, it didn't lead to somewhere great and therefore I have lots of funny stories to tell. So here's a couple stories from my why not phase. I've probably just briefly mentioned this one before, but I went to the bar one night where I ran into an old friend. Nothing sexual ever happened with this old friend, um, seeing as he was dating my boss back in the day. But at the bar um, that night, we decided to get reacquainted by sticking our tongues uh, in each other's mouths and engaging in over-the-top, heavy petting over the pants. So a week later, he invited me over to his basement where he had a nice sushi dinner waiting for me, which I actually choked on. And um, he was obviously turned on by it because we were back to the heavy petting in no time. I wanted to bang his brains out, but I was on my period. So I lied and I told him, you know, I don't have sex on the first day. And it actually took every ounce of my energy not to laugh when I said that. But a week later, I found myself free of ant flow and riding him like a bicycle in a rainstorm. And after we were finished, my first instinct was obviously to get the hell out of there, but he insisted I slept over. And normally I don't, but I only agreed because I was too drunk to drive and I couldn't find my underwear. So anyway... um I already know I'm getting no sleep that night, and um, I don't like sleeping in unfamiliar beds, especially with semi-familiar men spooning against me. And I mean, he was right against me, like dick pressing on my ass against me. So the reason I don't like sleepovers is because I can't go a very long time without farting. So here I am trying to suck back a two all night when all of a sudden I'm about to drift to sleep when it escapes. A medium-sized fart right on his dick, baby. My eyes shot open like a cat here in a can opener. I tried not to move, and in the morning I got the fuck out of there and wondered my whole life if he had actually heard it. Another one of my finest uh, why not phase moments was when my best friend worked at the uh, local community college here booking talent and events and she hired this singer-songwriter guy to perform um, and to stay in budget she had him stay at her place. So naturally I ended up naked in the backseat of his car which was still parked in my best friend's driveway with one leg over his shoulder and no fucks to give. It was so painfully awkward and I mean that literally it was painful there was something poking me in the ass the entire time and it wasn't his dick because it was inside my vagina so when we were done I reached under my ass and I pulled out this magic eight ball and I was like this is really random so in my head I asked it if I had just made a really bad decision and it told me I did uh, then we went back into the house where I probably gave him a high five or like a firm handshake he went downstairs I went upstairs and I never saw him again Oh, and then there was the time I was caught having sex with this guy in his office, and then he found out he was let go from his job, and he disappeared off the face of the earth for a couple years. And then there was the guy who invited me over to watch a movie, and halfway through it, he turns to me and he goes, 
wanna play with my weenie? Just like just like that, in that creepy voice like that. It was so weird. But yeah, I, I played with his weenie, in case you were wondering. Oh, and then um, there was the time that that guy, uh, he accidentally double booked dates. And while I was hanging out with him, another girl showed up. And uh, that's actually a really shitty story. So um, I'm just going to move on. Of course, I can't forget to mention the time I was um, about to sleep with a guy in his basement. Um, I, I seem to really like guys who hang out in their basements unless... They're just ashamed to take me other places. But anyway, I was completely naked when his mom ended up coming home and there was no time to find all my clothes. So he just threw a blanket over me. Then she decides to come and sit with us for about 20 minutes and, you know, tell us about her day. And all I could focus on was trying to locate my underwear to make sure they weren't in plain sight where her ankles could, you know, get caught in them, causing her to trip and fall on her face because that's something that would happen to me. But yeah, my point is, I got myself out there, I explored, I found out a lot about, you know, what I liked, what I don't like, both uh, sexually and in a man, so the why not phase doesn't need to be labeled as a slutty thing, it also has a lot to do with figuring out stuff about yourself, which is good, most of the time, unless it's figuring out you don't like anal after the tip accidentally slipped into my butthole and instantly triggered my gag reflex and I had to stop having sex so I could go throw up. Uh, yep, that that actually happened to me. But, you know, that's what I'm here for, to make you feel better about yourself. One Chelsea Grace problem at a time. Thanks for listening. And um, drop me a line at chelseadisgrace at gmail.com and let me know some funny stories of your own. Maybe you'll even hear them on the podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at chelseadisgrace. Bye. Thanks for listening. Only all the women.